Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey, Mom. What are you doing? Oh, hey, Jake. I'm just working on a podcast. Oh, is this the one for the kids, too? Yes, it is. Can I help? Well, sure, Jake. How would you like to help me host today? That would be great. Okay, well, let's tell our listeners a little bit about what we're going to be doing today. Today, all the moms can listen with their kids, right? That's right, Jake. And it will help you learn about Jesus together? That's exactly right, Jake. Good job. I'm really excited. All right, so let's get started. It's our special Mom and Me podcast. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today is a special Mom and Me podcast. So kids, join your moms today. We're going to talk about something really fun over the next couple of months. We are going to be learning together how to answer some of your big God questions that you often ask your parents. Before we get started, let me say, any moms out there, if you have been asked one of these big God questions lately by one of your kiddos that's caught you off guard and has had to send you straight to your knees in prayer or to your Bible to research or just I'll get back to you on that type answer, I would love to hear what that question was and how you ended up responding to it. Because it's likely that if you're being asked that question, then lots of moms are being asked the same questions by their kids or that they will in the future. You can share all of these questions that your kids have asked you or stories that you have from the answers that you've given by emailing me directly at mallen at lwf.org. That's mallen, A-L-L-E-N, at lwf.org. Or if you follow us on Facebook, on our Faithful 31 Moms group page, you can just direct message me there or on Instagram. And I would love to hear your feedback on any of the big spiritual questions that your kids have asked you. So today's question is from my son, James. He asked me just the other day riding in the car, Mom, I know you say that God loves me and he loves all people, but does God even love bad people? (laughs) James is only four, and when he asked me this the other day, he had just before that said to me something he says just about every day. He'll say, Mommy, I love you more than anyone except for God. And we've been talking a lot about God's love. Earlier that day, I'd been telling him how God had made him special and unique and how God loved him. And he seemed like he was done with the conversation after that. But he obviously had been thinking and really pondering on that conversation without saying anything. And he comes back to me in the car and he asked me this question. Does God even love bad people? Now, I told you that James is only four and he has not yet asked Jesus into his heart. But he does understand that God's love is a big deal because like I shared, we've We've talked about it quite a bit. And so some days he'll ask me a lot of questions about it. And then some days he doesn't really want to talk about it at all. He has, seems like he has no interest in it. But today he had one of those big questions. Moms, I'm sure that you can relate to this because a lot of times these big God questions come at the most random times like I was sharing earlier. But today let's try to unpack this question. 
So kids, does God love even bad people? First, let's define what James and probably most kids would mean by the word bad. Okay? We know that really nobody, no person, is perfect, including myself and you listening. We all make bad decisions. We all have sin in our life and mess up sometimes, right? But what James is likely meaning by the phrase bad people is people that continually, that means over and over, are choosing to live their life apart from God, meaning that they're not sorry. You know, your mom and dad are probably teaching you how to say sorry when you do something wrong or you hit your brother or sister or make a bad decision. These would be people that are not likely sorry for their sin, and they're continuing to do these bad things over and over again. And they're not asking for forgiveness. They're not saying sorry, and they're choosing to live this way. Okay, so that is probably what James is meaning by bad people or any child that would be asking this question. So can God love a person like that? And the answer is yes, he can. 1 John 4, 8 through 10 says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and he sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So this verse tells us that God is love. That means that he loves us unconditionally, whether we're making good decisions or bad decisions, that he has perfect love. And so he sent a perfect gift, right, to us, to this earth. His name was Jesus, who had no sin and died on the cross so that we could then be forgiven for our sins. And so just like it says in verse 9 through 10, It said, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. It says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So it is, it's told us twice now in this verse that God is love. So if you needed a perfect definition for love, if you wanted to look it up in the dictionary, what it really should say beside the word love is God, because he is the one who designed it. He's the one who made it. He has the ability to love perfectly. So God loving people is not really the question here. It's God sees everything. He knows everything about us. He knows all the good things. He knows all the bad things. He made you. He made you special, just like I tell James. He knows everything about you, and yet he still chooses to love you. He has perfect love. But the real question is, that goes to the following of James's original question, is will you choose to accept his love and ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive you? So remember the beginning of the verse, verse 8, what it said. This is how that verse started out. A lot of times people don't focus on this part of the verse. But it said, whoever does not love does not know God. 
So the way that that is worded tells us that love is a choice. Love is a choice. So remember how we define bad people from James's question. We said that there are people that continually to choose to live their life in sin and apart from God, right? So choose, making a choice, is the key word here. They're not sorry for their sin, and they're making a choice to continue to do these bad things and not accept God's love, his perfect gift, Jesus, and forgiveness, right? And so Jesus actually addressed this in the New Testament in John 540. He was talking to a group who I guess we would label in this podcast episode as bad people from James's definition of them. He told them, he said in John 540, you refuse to come to me to have life. What he's trying to say is clearly they had a choice. These people had a choice to believe and they had a choice not to believe. And it says in the word that they refused to come to Jesus to have new life. And so they were making a choice to not come to Jesus and accept him and the forgiveness that he offered. And so it also says in Galatians 6, 7, that a man reaps what he sows. You may have heard this verse or a verse like this before. It's said several different times and ways in, in the New Testament, but it's basically saying that you will pay for the choices that you make. So if you make good choices, then you will you will reap the benefits from that. And if you make poor choices and bad decisions, then that's what you will reap. So if bad people, as we're calling them today, if they're continually refusing God and they're continually making these bad decisions, that is their choice. That is their human choice to live their life apart from God. And that is such a sad, sad choice. That is not the way that you want to live. Absolutely not the right decision, right? We know that. But that's why James is asking, because even as a four-year-old, he realizes that there are people in the world that are continually doing bad things and they're not sorry for them. And so he's wondering, can God love these people? And so the answer to the question today is, yes, God is love. He is the definition of love, of perfect love. And he has love for all people, even bad people. He wants everyone to be able to accept Jesus and forget and have forgiveness. This is the gift that he gave us, the perfect gift, right? But not everyone chooses to accept it. And so the ultimate answer to the question about God loving people is, yes, he does, all people. But will you choose to love him? And so I just want you to really think about this today because for your own life, have you decided that you want to follow Jesus, that you want to accept that gift that he's given you a forgiveness and a life with him, a new life with him, because even kids can see adults that are sad and they're not fulfilled. They're living lives in sin. They're doing things that they know that they shouldn't do. They're deciding every day to live life apart from God. And that's not the way that you want to live. 
So today we have unpacked our first big God question. And it is a huge encouragement today to know that God is love. He is the definition of love and that he chooses to give us forgiveness even when we all mess up. But also it should challenge you to tell your friends about Jesus. Tell your friends about what he's done, the perfect gift that he's offering in his gift of Jesus to us. Because a lot of people, they don't grow up knowing as as children, and then they grow up into this lifestyle of sin as an adult, and they don't ever know how to get out of it. And that's how they end up being called what you would call bad people as a kid. Okay, and so you can help. You can help that. You can help stop that by just sharing God's love with others. And so that's my challenge for you today, kids and moms. Don't forget, if you've been asked some big God questions lately by any of your kiddos that have, you know, caught you off guard and made you laugh at the timing of when they asked, or maybe you had no idea how to answer and you had to really do some research, I would love to hear what those questions are because I would love to unpack them on this Mom and Me series that we're doing on Big God Questions. So you can email me again at mallen, that's A-L-L-E-N, mallen at lwf.org. Or send me a Facebook message through our Faithful 31 Moms um, Facebook page or send me a direct message on Instagram. I would love to hear some of your stories or some of those questions as suggestions for future podcasts. And be sure to always follow us everywhere at Faithful 31 Moms and go to Faithful31Moms.com to subscribe to our emails for new podcasts and new blogs. We've got some scripture writing challenges coming out in the next couple months and some other fun stuff. So I would love to be able to keep you updated on that. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you all have a blessed day. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.